fucking studio! Zoom, 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 doom, 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 doom. Tuning in, tuning in, tuning in. We're in the studio. Went away. Oh, wait, dude, done with that. As, like, that, like, just, like, the cl clip of that? I don't know, like, I mean, I recorded it. Oh, like, you doing that? What if, like, Los uses that for, like, a tag? I'm in the fucking studio! I'm in the fucking studio! That'd be hilarious. <laughs> Welcome zoom, back, Daniel. Zoom, 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 zoom. Zoom, 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 zoom. Tuning in. Escape reality. Pew, pew. Tuning in. Podcast. This is fine and dandy. Dandy fine. Tuning in. 3.30 Studios. 3.30 Productions. 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 We'd like to start off with our advertisement. Just kidding. We still don't have any. Brought to you by us. <laughs> Broke boys <laughs> with a mission. Bang pow. Welcome back. Glad to have you. Glad to be here. Don't reach for your coffee and not grab it like yeah. four times. I was going for it. Uh, what is it? Good, good day, good week, good year. Uh, or good. Forgot month. What Jim Carrey used to say was like, "Goodbye, good something." I don't remember. I'm really bad at that. I don't remember either. But all either. right. <laughs> hey, shout out to Texas. We'll start off with that. How about that? Go, Greg Abbott. Uh, full throttle. No, all gas, no brakes, for sure, on that one. You can't hear the sarcasm in my voice. It's there, I promise. But this is a bad thing. It's interesting. Thing. Well, we were... <laughs> but what I just wanted to know, like, it's like this man said, oh, vaccines are out. Look, let's just cut the shit. Let's cut the shit. Let's go 100% full throttle. All the way. What was funny for me was we were at Flippers, a seafood restaurant here in Dickinson. We were eating our meal nicely, you know what I mean, just in trying to enjoy ourselves. And across the restaurant, out of nowhere, we hear this man scream out, Booyah! Yeah! And our friend Carlos, sarcastically and jokingly, like screamed out like hell yeah go brother hell yeah not knowing what the guy was booyahing about and so right after los like in like encountered and like participated with this interaction across the restaurant making like it seemed like he was on this guy's team this guy starts screaming out no more mask yeah fuck yeah and then immediately rips his mask off his face and throws it on the ground. Whenever what? It, what? It, yes. And then whenever it obviously says on whatever he was reading that it doesn't start until March 10th. But he immediately threw his shit on the ground and Lowe's was like, fuck. I did not want to participate in a no mask cheer. I just participated to be sarcastic and make fun of the guy for fucking screaming booyah in a restaurant but i just participated in this and now i'm a part of it fuck I mean, it's already weird the whole booyah what are you fucking ron from kim possible it was but hilarious second of all the fact that he had to display his like stance and all this by ripping his mask off literally like taking a stance Ripping it off and throwing it on the ground. I wouldn't say that he was single, like singled out though. Like even some of the servers were like taking their off his. 
What? They thought, they thought, yeah, like they thought it was like right then, and like there was our server was like an elder, like elderly woman. She took her shit right off, and we're like, oh, wait, ma'am, could you put that back on, please? <laughs> I did not sign up for this when I walked in. I thought we had a company policy going on. I don't know what's going on here, but and like, uh, did your boss <laughs> tell you to take that off? <laughs> you just, you just, yeah, I speak to a manager. Making <laughs> your own judgments at that point. That's just funny. The whole like I just imagine the whole staff just one by one taking their mask off. You're just what's happening here? I don't know. It's kind of funny. Uh, my girlfriend was saying how she's like I th- feel like there's a lot more cars on the road. I'm like probably people are like whoa, <laughs> taxi is. But I will say there's a lot more assholes on the road, man. I'm, I was at least tw- just twice in the past two days instantly the light has turned green you know you know right when it turns green i'm like what what do you want me to do uh, there's a car in front of me please you enlighten me what your idea of what i should do is here oh motherfucker like i'm just all right and then i almost got hit yesterday someone just not someone's like trying to discipline their child in the passenger seat it's not a small child either like, i can see through the back window it's like a 13-year-old, 14-year-old child. He might be 16. It's a bigger kid. You know what I mean? Like, she's over there leaning over, trying to discipline him. Like, get, like first of all, they pull out in front of another car already, almost wrecking. I was like, oh, my God, they are driving terribly. And then as soon as I say that, they try to swerve into my lane. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's like, let's just take a break, take some deep breaths. And I look and, like, over there just, like, sw- like trying to – get to the kid in the passenger seat i'm like all right look i get where you know you can want to discipline your the child in place for everything that's what i'm wait till you get home <laughs> like, <laughs> nah, i enjoy my weird. life i feel bad for the kid but that's not my problem right now my problem is i have a dog in the car and we're trying to get to where we're going safely you guys are not trying to allow that not yeah. definitely some poor drivers in houston in the houston area like they let anyone get eyes. I think what it is is, is, for sure. is they have the like at home driving test and your parents just have to sign off on a log. And then you just take Every like Every time I see that like uh, like somebody that driving like that I'm like I think of like SpongeBob and how like this person probably was like like a SpongeBob and like failed their driving test so many times that the person like Mrs. Puff was like fuck it just take it get the fuck out of my school type I, shit. I feel cuz look on on TV, you would always see, like, the driving test. You'd have to get on the freeway or something, right? Our driving test was simple as shit. It was around the block. Around the block. Stop at a stop sign. Stop at a stop sign. Don't go over the speed limit, which it was near Blinker. a fucking college. So it was, like, literally right across the street from a college. So the speed limit was 20. As long as you went 15 to 18 miles per hour during your driver's test, didn't hit anything on your fucking parallel park, and fucking know how to stop at a stop sign, you can have a fucking license According to the state of Texas, I think I heard recently they got rid of the parallel park. <laughs> like, if you're going to, if you're on Texas City a DPS, there, you're literally going around the block. It's they just don't a the parallel park anymore. I don't think so. I'm not a hundred percent. What the fuck? I mean, don't get me wrong. A lot of people that pass their parallel park and their driving test still don't know how to parallel park. But like, to not even require it on the driving test. At that point, I'm just, it's like, you didn't test anyone on anything at, on that driving test. They, like, you don't know if they can get in lanes on the freeway. Like, you don't know if they know how to merge. It's just literally, all right, take a right onto this street, stop at this stop sign. 
and they wait for you to use your blinker. Alright, take a left. It's like, you're back at the fucking testing site. You're like, alright, pull in. No, it's literally like four rights. No, three rights. Something like that. You, no, it's four rights. Because you like pull out of the fucking DPS and you go to the stop sign. You take a right. You go down to this like little neighborhood area. You take a right and go through that. It takes you back to the feeder. <laughs> and you take that right. And then you take a right at the light. And then it takes you right back to the D- DPS. I remember I did the whole thing. Like, I nailed it. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah. Pull into the, like, back into the DPS, like, to park. And I literally, when I'm pulling into the parking spot, I hit the, you know, how there's the little, like, uh, the, curve? the block thing. Or it might have been the curve. Oh, you're talking about the parking thing. spot in Regardless, thing? either way, I straight just did not break. I did not estimate properly. It's literally the last stretch. It's the last stretch. It's like the final. This is the end you're of it. Parking. <laughs> it's the bar. It's the least hard part of the whole thing. Oh boom. And then he looks over and he's like, you're good. You did good enough to pass. <laughs> Like, like basically, don't like don't panic. It's gonna be okay. You did good enough to pass already. You're fine. Funny as I was good. like, no, uh, but the, the whole the whole time, whenever I did my test, I was thinking, I was like, Damn, y'all, y'all don't even test people on left turns. <laughs> 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 like we just like eliminating the entirety of a left turn it's out like, of this test. It's exactly like that SpongeBob episode. He's like, uh, was like, has the voice in his head and uh, his Patrick voice. In his yeah, head. Patrick in his head. Turn right, blinker. Like he just has like <laughs> one thigh. Like. What? <laughs> nah, I don't know. Bro. Cheating. Cheating. <laughs> I'm a cheater. Cheater. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're doing all right. No, you're I'm a cheater. I'm a cheater. <laughs> oh, SpongeBob's are defeated. Uh, the best thing. Best shows. Sure. Put it in the bag. <laughs> Said you're facing the wrong sir. <laughs> nah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Put it in. <laughs> oh. It's a SpongeBob episode for everything. I think honestly, you could probably tell like a story about your life through SpongeBob pictures and or clips. Yeah, like there's probably a SpongeBob clip for every mood, every action, every event. Believe it. I w- I honestly go back to the days of the internet where SpongeBob was running like the memes for like months. Do you remember they had like the calendar? It was like yeah. January SpongeBob meme yeah. of the month, and then everyone would do it. I think that was, like, the first time when you start to see people overplay, like, memes and shit. Like, more... It, it wasn't like, as big then. For sure, SpongeBob was one of, like, the <coughs> cornerstones for, like, the meme creation. Like, well, there's a few, like, that you can, like, throw in there. Like, the Crying Jordan meme or the... All the SpongeBob ones. Or what's the, uh... What's the memes with, like, the stick figures? You know what I'm talking about? It's, like, the comic strip type yeah. of thing? Yeah. I just, I mean, it's like now everyone piggy. It's like you see like the same thing. After the tenth one, you're like, "All right, look, can we just like?" Right. It's like it was funny maybe like the first two times. Now it's just I get it. You wanted to get yours in, but let's just stop. But honestly, like, like I've you had it, to be I've, there. I've heard a couple like people say this before, but like it's kind of true. It's like meme comedy is kind of like hieroglyphics. Not, not I heard that. Someone <laughs> said that too. Like, I was I don't like know. It's like a like a new form, like art form of comedy though. Like meme culture is kind of like art form of like comedy like circles. Like in what you would used to have like uh, what's it called? Like in the newspaper, the little like comic strips and stuff like that for comedic relief and stuff like that. You kind of have now just like through your 
phone line and they have captions with them and things like that. It's kind of like anybody can be a comedian through a meme culture type shit. But some only like some people like kind of like make it type like you know what I mean like yeah like that's certain viral like memes you know um some people, people take make memes every day but some people take just like in the same way people probably go up and do comedy sets every day but only certain people get talented some some people take their craft very seriously and like meme it's funny because it's like a meme, a meme but like some people take that shit it, that's what they're saying is like you could actually make like a living off of like meme comedy kind of nowadays if you're actually talented it's kind of funny though because like back whenever uh and i would like first getting on like reddit and stuff mm. you know that was what maybe like 10 years ago now a little over 10 years oh, ago well, probably yeah. over 10 years ago getting on reddit there used to be a subreddit called r cringe right and you'd have, like, a bunch of memes and shit like that, right? One of the biggest ones, they ended up banning it because it would just ended up being such, like, a shitty, uh, like, it was really cringy, like the posts were, but they were just, like, so overused. It was, like, a really overused meme. They're called four panels. So, like, it'd be, like, you know, like, one little panel, two panels on the side, like, so basically, like, four little cuts, right? Ups. Window pane. And it'd be, like, the pic, it'd be pictures of people, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the, the emo-type people basically being, like, you know the eyes covered like mm-hmm. I no I can't see anything without you like type oh like just God. really cringy just four panels and they were always super shitty like mm-hmm. they're all terrible none of them were good but that's what made them like special that's what really gave them like the depth oh my God. but then the, our cringe ended up saying like all right we're tired of seeing this shit like we get it like it's it's gonna be a banger almost every time but it's like it's getting. We're talking, yeah, like we, it's it's because people were just over flooding it. Yeah, like people were just over flooding like the whole like uh, subreddit with the four panels. And don't get me wrong, they were funny, but it's just like, all right, we need some yeah more content. That's all y'all got, type shit. Exactly, but I mean, it was like the birth of not the birth, but Reddit really did pave the way for a lot of things. I feel like Reddit doesn't get it gets credit, but it doesn't get enough credit. Like people think Twitter is like the originator of like so much shit. I don't, I don't know anybody, like, that really thinks that because, I mean, like, that's just, like, where I'm at is, is that, like, most of the shit that's on Twitter is just, like, conversational mostly. Like, it's just, like, what's on your mind right then, right there, right there. But, like, that shit came from somewhere else unless you were, like, drawing something or writing something or creating something on your computer and posting that, like, as an original piece. Like, usually that shit's coming from somewhere else, whether it be, like, an article or a video or a picture or painting is probably not yours if it is then that's cool but if it is you're probably not going to twitter with it you're probably going to facebook or like you said reddit or something like something else that's more like a platform to be able to like show off your creation i say this reddit does have some like circulated like uh images you'll find other places but i'd say like when you get on facebook instagram like twitter it's a lot a lot of the same like it's like one viral thing and then everyone else like a page will post it on everything else, basically. Right. You know what I mean? You'll see it, like, every... It's kind of weird how it is. Like, I feel like these other, like, apps are becoming more like Reddit. And the way that Reddit has subreddits, these other places are, like, you have, like, now, like, night, like, after d- after hours Twitter, or, like, uh, uh, Twitter soccer is- Twitter, or, like, EDM Twitter, or, like, things like that. You know what I mean? But Twitter's starting to do it. It's, like, uh... That's what I was saying. Like, it, these like, other apps are starting to take what, what Reddit has and, like, kind of implement it into the business that they've already created for I remember themselves. I was talking to you about that a long time ago, too. I was, like, yo, Twitter, if Twitter starts to do that, 
it'll definitely take a whole it'll new like yeah it will because but i'm starting to see like uh see, but like twitter's just really like at this point unoriginal just like trying to they like keep up like in the way that they just did like the fleet stuff like it's like having a story on snapchat and they're now doing this stuff like like reddit there's now uh what's it called they, they <coughs> well they've always kind of done like the like the groups and stuff like that for you to like put yourself in and stuff like that it's like none of that shit was like twitter owned or twitter like like the company like created anything it was all like hey look they're going crazy over there with that let's implement it with our shit so we can you know keep our shit going too through whatever it's just smart but it's just like you know i saw this thing uh recently and a while back a while back uh gainer a uh, gary vaynerchuk i'm sure you know gary v gary of course v. i'm sure like everyone knows gary v at this point it's impossible almost not to know if you have a computer but uh he's basically saying in the, it was on his hot ones interview actually he was talking about like how facebook's a mirror but like twitter is kind of like that now it's crazy because it's like based off of your likes your retweets, like your searches, right? You'll pretty much get, uh, like, it'll create an algorithm. The AI will create an algorithm, so you'll just start to see, like, basically things that you like. Right. So you're, it's what they call not just a mirror, but you're like stuck in like a, like your own little box, essentially, mm-hmm. like your own reality. It's you you're stuck in a, a bubble. Like a universe for yourself. Exactly, yeah. and that's why, like, you know, if you're on Facebook and you're like anti-mask or uh, really hardcore conservative. You're gonna see just a Fox News post. You're gonna see a lot of like America Pride. Right. You're gonna see like a lot of gun type of videos and stuff. A lot more of those are gonna pop up in your like uh, eyesight well, and your vision. There was something to see. interesting that uh, I heard on Rogan's podcast. It was talking about like how it's not like necessary. Like people think that like the government's paying attention to like your searches and this and that, and like it's becoming an algorithm that you're. Like, and so that's why you're being shown all this shit. But it's like, it's not necessarily like a, it doesn't necessarily have to be like a malicious thing. Like maybe you're the one doing it type shit. That's kind of what you're talking about. Yeah. You're putting it yourself in it. But people don't look at it that way. People look at it like, why am I seeing all this Black Lives Matter and fucking Blue Lives Matter shit all over my Twitter line whenever I don't necessarily believe in that or I don't necessarily follow that or whatever it is. It's just like, well, maybe because you're so <coughs> invest, like whenever you click on something or you invest time in something, like the algorithm learns that. So like you're being shown this because in your past you have gone down rabbit holes into this thing. And even if you don't believe in it because you did at that point, you're being shown more of it now. And people don't necessarily think about it that way. People think that it's like a malicious thing. Why am I being shown like uh, all these videos of like cops getting shot on Twitter? I don't like that. And it's just like, well, I mean, you watched a couple videos of cops shooting people back in the gap. So, I mean, that's Twitter seeing that you want to see political videos like this. So, therefore, they're going to show you more. It is kind of crazy, though. It's weird, but it's not like. I like it it's a little bit. It's not necessarily malicious, what I'm saying. It, it, it can be if you create a malicious environment for yourself. But it's not necessarily that. I kind of like it, though, because it's like uh, the other day I was like diving into crypto and like, NFTs and stuff like that. And then now, like on my like search, like, uh, you know, on Apple or on your iPhones, if you swipe over, it has like the, the new, like the new. Yeah. And stuff like that. Not yeah. Not new. I was saying like, but like recently. Uh, so like I was looking at cryptocurrencies and NFTs and basically like searches for that would come up. You know what I mean? Or like I'll have like a news like. Uh, I was looking up Infinity Train the other day. Like, is there going to be a continuation? It'll be like, oh, you know, like I get updated now. Like, oh, uh, Infinity Train just renewed for a new season. 
I look up Rick and Morty. That shows up on my news feed, too. What are, like, some theories and just random shit, you know what I mean? But I like it because now it's, like, it's stuff kind of, you know, like, more, like, tailored to what I like. And the shit that I don't want. like is how I'll <coughs> ride with a friend to a place. Like, say we're going out to eat and you drive. My phone, at some point during the dinner, will tell me a maps notification of where my car is at. Yeah, your location. No, not my lo- car's location. It'll tell me my car is at Pecan Street and fucking... Your phone does that? Yes. Is it connected to something? No, that's what I'm saying. My car doesn't have any GPS in it at all. And if it does, it's not connected to my phone. So it's super weird. I don't like that shit. That's the shit I don't like about like this like new Have you ever connected like Bluetooth or anything like that? I don't have that in my car. That's interesting. I only have an aux cord. I wonder. I don't have anything Bluetooth in my car. So it tells you your car is at? It tells me where my car is. Or it tells me like, so if this has happened before, I've driven to my dad's house before, left my car there, and went to Houston with my brother to go out drinking. And at some point in the night, it'll tell me where my car is. It'll tell me it's at my dad's house. Which I'm not usually at my dad's house. So if you want to say it goes off of like base, like where you last were, or like whether this or that, it's like I'm not usually there. I just dropped my car off. I was there for five seconds. I got dropped my car off, got in the car, left. How did you know my fucking car is there? I don't have no GPS in my shit. That's so fucking weird. And I, it's not in so like even if I did have GPS in my shit, what's weird is is that like I'm like I said, I've never connected my any of that shit, especially. So it's just like. How does it know what your car is then? Or exactly, like that's what I'm saying. So that's the shit that I'm, I'm worried. People worried about like the shit they're doing to themselves. I'm worried about like how the fuck do you know where my non-GPS car is at? But bro, they're gonna put a microchip in you with the vaccine. It's in your phone already. Yeah, it's like bro, they already <laughs> your wallet and your credit card. Your information's already there. It's yeah. like, oh man, it's funny. People really be like, what are the chances of shit like that happening? It's like, it's like. All the shit we probably already thought of, it's, like, already here. Like, it's, like, you know, we're already living in it, whatever. At the end of the day, like, they could have put a chip chip in you at any point, like, (coughs) during the point of, like, your birth and your parents getting to see you for the first time, like, after you're cleaned up and stuff, like. I feel like that would be more, like. That would be more likely of, like, when they're going to, like, put a chip in you at any point. It would be, like, the less, like, nobody would know about it except for the person administering it and the person overseeing it. Nobody, you wouldn't have to tell the parents, you know what I mean? Like, it would be a simple procedure. I mean, maybe not extremely simple. With modern technology, it would definitely be. Maybe that's why births are so expensive in America. Ooh. Maybe that's why people like Cause they're like at-home births. So they don't government in their children. <laughs> <laughs> and they're saving money because it's like, <laughs> all right, here's your baby. $4,000 for having that. You should have thought twice. Dude. It's like, you want to hold your baby? It's important to the baby's well-being, but it's going to be another $200. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I do love my baby, but I kind of need that money. You can hold on to him. Pretend that you're the mom, really. Can you breastfeed? (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't know, dude. It's really interesting, like, the way that how much it costs to come into the world and how much it costs to exit it. I just... (laughs) <laughs> bro, like you're never free. You're never free from that shit. It's, it's like I'm free as you you die, and then there's like your partner or your parents or whatever family closest to you. I, 
Think about being a mother and having to endure nine months of fucking like pregnancy, child, the pain of childbirth, and like being rolled out of the hospital. And they're like, wait, ma'am, you have a $4,200 bill right here for you. Uh, if you'd like to sign here and here and here, we'll uh, go ahead and bankrupt you real quick. <laughs> and then we'll be on our way. You're like walking out the door. Like you're like, she, she's in the wheelchair. Like, you know what I mean? You're pushing out your wife or whatever. And then it's like, ma'am, ma'am. Emergency. You forgot to pay. You forgot to pay. <laughs> <laughs> like, you went through all that shit. Like, you just gave birth. Like, like screaming at you, come back. No, do you ever see the uh, SpongeBob episode with Mr. Krabs where they're like, he's oh, poor. Yeah. And they're like, just they push him. Out. They roll him out of the they bucket. S- they said, oh, my God, doctor. <laughs> they said, what is it, nurse? Said, this man has no insurance. He said, lost cause. <laughs> <laughs> pushed him out the fucking. Like, uh, like tumbled out yeah, of the, the hospital. <laughs> yeah, it's like, shit. Like, <laughs> not that far off, but it's kind of <laughs> tough on that one. That's a real tough one. It's not that far. I mean, like, this one's going to be harsh, but it's like for some people, like, I could have a baby, and I do like the miracle of birth. Cheaper to get an abortion. Very much so. <laughs> like, yeah. It's not the big, it's not, like, morally cheaper, but, like, and or ethically cheaper, but it's for sure monetarily cheaper. In more ways than one. You're saving in the long run. Think about yeah. that. You don't got to worry about the kid. Plus, like, what, what is it? Like, upwards of 500K to raise a kid for five, 18 years? Something like that. I, I say this. I've I think it's more than that. I think it's more than that. I've heard that before. It's like a million dollars. It's like closer to that thing, to that. Depending. I guess you dep- if you're like bare minimum, maybe like 500. Like, that's median. You got to think if like. You say bare minimum, but like, that's kind of like how it is for the majority of people on Earth. That's what I'm saying. I guess a medium. Like but I have to raise a child. What what do, can I possibly do? What do I have to do to make sure this child is? This raised? is what I'm saying. Not though. like, hey man, let's uh, this this kid's what, two years old. I have what, hundred thousand dollars in the bank total. Let me buy him a Rolls Royce. Fuck it. Live large. <laughs> oh God. Like, what the fuck are you talking Some about? Pe- no, I'm saying like you know if you enroll <laughs> them in maybe cl- on the lower level. Like what is what level are we talking about when it comes to raising children? <laughs> this is what I'm saying. It's like it probably gets more costly when you start enrolling them in like activities or like classes. You know, maybe you're doing like private mean? tutoring. Like what I'm saying is, is like to raise a kid is like to put food on the table, to ensure Plus. education, to make sure that they have a father and mother in their life. Do what they whatever it takes to make sure that they're healthy. And well, I don't know about the father and mother thing, but like I think I mean, raising a child's more so just like I mean, I mean, want a child to have a father figure and a mother. Hopefully, yeah. Not necessarily necessary, like people have done without it, but it's ideal for child. Very much so. But uh, where I was going with that is like having your child go to a private school. Something that. Raising a child as expense, like that would be like, and you going like above and beyond the, the expenses of what it costs to raise a child. That'd be like a what's the, the like leisure almost. What do you mean? It's like an expenditure that's not necessary. I think that is like leisure, like it's like a. Uh, are you talking about like what's it's called whenever you like have that extra money? Like if you yeah. were to like m- like organize your actual right. like 
your funds and what shit. I'm like, is like, or, whenever you organize your funds, whenever it comes to raising a child, th- them going to a public school or you paying ten thousand dollars for tuition for them to go to a private school is a choice. It's not like you saying I had to pay ten thousand dollars for them to go to school. Nah, like, no, you chose for to pay ten thousand dollars for them. Keep it real. <laughs> Honestly, if I have a kid, I would put them in public school but what i would do is like i'd probably have like a home tutor or something like after hour i know that sucks like but like mm-hmm. a after hours to teach because i feel like public school also builds character in a way right and I, but I mean, they don't want to like, learn i've never been to a private school so i can't say that i can't say anything against it i have been to a public school and i can say a lot of things against it so i mean like where i'm standing is like if i don't have to send my kids to public school you have that extra money on the i'm not gonna throw it in somebody's face saying to raise my child you know what i mean like i can't say that that i chose hey look i'm gonna pay this extra education choice but i made i can't just go go and say like go i can't even go tell my kid like you know how much money i spent on your education that was my choice you know what i mean like pay, people make that mistake too like you don't know what you're doing with my funds like how dare you just like maybe like shouldn't have made this decision for me sir like what are we doing here like Making decisions for your children and then expecting your children to perform at your level of expectation, so you got your money's worth. Why'd you do it? Why did you spend what was the this real much reason? money if that was not communicated to me, like as your child? Like, do I get a say in this? <laughs> like, real shit. Like, like, like you, oh, so you just spending ten k without ever knowing how I'm gonna perform? Don't blame me when I don't. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Sounds like you need to go back <laughs> to school. We're <laughs> getting on my ass. No, but on a serious note, if I do have the extra money, I would send my kids to a private school or try to get them like homeschooled to like private. School. That's what but I would probably do. Like, I mean, I know the education system. I was taught in school. Most of that shit, bullshit, not necessarily competitive. Trying to teach obedience. End of the day, I was never. Obedient. So, like, if you gonna do the same shit to my, tell me all the all the way through schooling that I'm never gonna get away with this behavior in real life. Whenever that was just your projection of how your life went and why you ended up in the school teaching a subject you know nothing about. We said this before, <laughs> but this is just a side note. Also, but we've said this before. It's just one thing that still gets me is like, why did we have English class so many years? I feel like we should have split it up to like a whole year of literature, a whole uh, year of like public speaking, you know, learning to ha- how to actually like vocalize and say what you want to say and organize your ideas. Like another year of maybe, I don't know, like I, grammar is important, but like more of like structuring how you want to say what you want to say. You know what I mean? Like, Someone did learn something in school. But anyways, like, why would, why do we have, he said syntax, by the way, he's not in the mic, okay? But English, like, one through four, why the fuck are we calling it English? I get it. We learned, like, ha- I, half the people already learned English. If you're in English in high school, you know English. You know what I mean? Right. Just call it something else. <laughs> yeah, we did. We talked about that. We said, like, why is it called English class? It should be called, like, literacy class because you're literally learning how to be literate. How to we weren't. You're learning how to read things, write things, understand the complexities of right reading and writing, and then learning how to actually like perform and produce some type of reading and writing. Literally, like <laughs> becoming literate. I, I so it should be called literacy class. I feel like I would have loved that, like those classes, so much more if my teachers didn't f- suck. They all sucked so much, but. <clears throat> 
Anyways, speaking of that, tying that kind of into what we were saying earlier too about like memes. Poop, poop, pee, pee, poop, poop. Yeah, perfect. Thank you for that. Welcome back. Um, when we were talking about like memes and like comedy, how that's like a form of comedy now. You know, it's it's kind of like an art of storytelling. You know, you put something together and right. in a certain order. Some of it's just random. A lot of it's funny. Like you have shit posting now too, you know what I mean? Like shit post memes, which are you know, pretty much there to get a rise out of people. Right. Also, like, uh, not just like, it's probably not more so shit posting, but like things that are posted to get a rise out of people are like uh, articles on the Onion. Oh yeah, no, I love the Onion. It's like all fucking satire and shit. It's like you can be mad at me all you want, but I wrote this so that you'd be mad at me. So fuck you. Thank you for giving me what. <laughs> satire, man, I love satire. Like it's just. It's my favorite form of comedy because it's like, it's is this real? No, but I'm gonna make you think it's real and then make you feel like an asshole. You're welcome. You're ha ha ha. Jokes on you. Next week on right, but uh, it's just crazy because it's like now that we have the internet, you know, like stand up comedy used like you said used to be a big thing. You know, people get on stage. Still is. I mean, I still love stand up comedy, but you have this other like another way. To like tell the, uh, tell a story, you know, and get yeah. like a lot laugh out of people, and I don't know if that's like good or bad. I can't say either way because I, I mean, if you laugh, right, that's the point. I mean, it's not always a laugh that a comic is going for. It's almost like a, just a reaction. I just want you, to, you don't have to laugh, you don't have to like me, you don't, you don't have to be funny to you, but entertaining you is all that matters. And I think what people don't like everyone when they think of stand up comedy. I mean, you do have a lot of punchline artists, right? But I mean, of course, it's the setup. Like I was talking to you uh, earlier about like uh, Anthony Jeselnik, big punchline, but like he knows how to hold out. You know what I mean? Like his setup, mm-hmm. his timing is impeccable. Like his he sets it up perfectly, and then like that delivery every time is just he nails it. But like, what makes a, a good comic? What separates them from a, a mediocre one is their storytelling, their organization, you know what I mean? Able to, like, keep you entertained while telling a story. Because someone could tell you a story regularly, and you can get bored, you know what I mean? You're like, I don't want to hear this shit. Right. It's like, how do you keep someone entertained by telling them a story of this mu- mundane, boring shit that you, we all go through every day? Because, like, half the shit most of them say, I mean, some of it is outlandish, and, you know, some right. like something that probably... Doesn't happen often, but right. like most of that shit is like stuff that happens every day. Right. It's like your normal fucking everyday life. And I, I mean, which of course, oh yeah, making it relatable too to some people. Not all of it has to be relatable, but right. like, you know, the, the audience wants to be like, ha ha, you know, I get that. Right. I mean, that's, yeah, I you guess. definitely want to be able to relate with the person on stage if you're not even. I just think that's cool. That is cool though. It's like this. The aspect of what, like, that comedy is, like, going to, like, a different art form and just, like, looking at a picture and it being, like, like what the fuck? Like, if you were an adult, mm-hmm. I mean, we are adults, but I mean, like, a real adult, <laughs> like, first of all. Make your point before you okay. disrespect us any further. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're, like, in your 60s, there we go, how about that? Older. Or if you're an elder. Elderly adult. There we go. I was going to say elderly. <laughs> I mean, what's the difference? A wise man once said. <laughs> if you're an elder, are you not elderly? Not, yet, not necessarily. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. 
Anyways, and you saw a meme, you'd be like, the hell is this? Yo, my my grandma, this is kind of random, but it just kind of like makes me think of that. My grandma was on Facebook, right? You know how you have those like tap to play games? Yes. Like you click it, some random game, right? The game was called Thug Life. Hell and yeah, for I played that before on Facebook when I was a kid. For some reason, my grandma like tagged me. She was like, I don't play games like this too much because they're violent. But like, And then like tagged me. And it was, like, about a different post in her messenger. I was like, what does this mean? Could have been spam. No. It was she actually said She it. did. It was her. <laughs> so I said, and then it was funny because, like, like her relatives, her older relatives in there were like, yeah, uh, sounds about right for a kid these days. Like, something to do with the I was like, you don't even know me. I was like. <laughs> I like first of all, I don't even know what the fuck's going on here. <laughs> so like, I don't know how my grandma found this game, why she tagged me, why you think this is perfect for me, or why I have entertained this at all today. But I just want to get to the bottom of it because this is ridiculousness nah, all around. My my opinion <laughs> what I was thinking, what was running through my head was like I don't know what's going on, but more importantly, fuck you. <laughs> Who are you? I don't care if you are her relative. <laughs> fuck you. I don't even know what the fuck's going on. I'm trying to figure this out for myself. Because I, I even replied, I was like, what does this mean? And then her reply still made no sense, so I just gave up. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what's going on. But where I was going with that is that older people's disconnect with anything that's going on majority of the time is just hilarious. It's Outstanding. It's like if you saw, if they were to see a SpongeBob meme, you know how it goes usually like, what does that mean? Like, who's texting you? It's like, right. It, and like, like, what, what do you mean? Like, what does it matter? It's just like a rant. It's just a random picture. Yeah, but why? It's like, it's just, look, it doesn't, you don't need a rhyme or reason. My mom does that to me all the time. Like, she'll ask me, like, who I'm talking to on my phone, and I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, does it matter? And she's like, why is everything a secret? I'm like, what? <laughs> How did we get here? <laughs> like, I'm not telling you about a fucking uh, irrelevant conversation that I'm having right now through a telephone, and because of that, I'm keeping secrets. <laughs> like, usually it's like, nah, uh, I don't got rent yet. Uh, can we pay Friday? Or, nah, I'm not really feeling macaroni tonight. How about some chicken? And you want me to tell you about this conversation? Like, what's going on? Like, am I really keeping secrets? Or am I saving you from, like, a mundane bullshit that you have no business knowing? See, you say that, but what's worse is when you're on Twitter and you like, on a profile reading a tweet. Oh, and yeah. then you're just like, who is that? I don't know. Or like, this is it's the there's so many. Do I, you think I know everyone on the internet? For me, it's like whenever I'm like at dinner with my brother <laughs> and like one of my parents, I'll show him something that he'll relate to and like think is funny, and they'll want to see it. My head, I'm like, I can show. You're not gonna laugh. You go. All I know is, it's like me showing you this is inviting the question of what does that mean, or what is that? Or just or, killing the whole I vibe. Don't get it. I was like, it's not even killing the vibe. It's just like, I don't want to explain this. It's like the reason I showed it to him is because he got it. He laughed at it or he was like interested in it. If I show it to you, I have to make this a story and it's becoming a topic of conversation. And that's a whole thing that I didn't really want out of this. <laughs> yeah. Example would be like when you sent me that uh, tweet last night about Chris D'Elia. <laughs> well, because we were talking. I we was were talking yesterday about fucking Chris D'Elia uh, and like the 
kind of the scandal that came out and he was telling me about hey he's like he came into my room he's like hey did you see that chris lee like came out with like an apology like what were you, what were basically, basically he made a whole video stating like what happened why he went through what he went through he's like going through therapy or some shit like that like how he hurt a lot of people and essentially he thought what he was doing was the right thing but everything was consensual and it was legal but he, how he did like fuck up so to speak because he didn't treat these people with the respect maybe that they deserved yeah, he but said, he like, thought he like being st- women like objects yeah something like that. but he thought that like being straightforward was like the best way to do it like hey come have sex you know like he's like i'm not being around the bush i'm not trying to play you it's right. just like he's like i'm letting you know what i want and if you don't that's cool if so awesome he's like i may have hurt a lot of people in the process but i'm sorry so i was like okay and then i was reading the comments a lot of people were like I think it's about time we forgive this guy. You know, like, like some, yeah, money. yeah. It's just like on I some. Think it's just about time we're ready to forgive him. So I was like, for real? <laughs> I was like, for real? Uh, but I was like, I mean, I guess whatever. I was like, I don't know. I was like, it's a little touchy. And yeah, then immediately, as soon as I go on Twitter last night, one of the things trending is Crystalia facing new allegations and court case <laughs> type shit court case for pedophilia pedophilia and uh it was something else too but yeah. like once again that Sexual one's misconduct. that one he's he's arguing it i'm not saying it's right because it's not but i think the whole thing is too like if she's like seven they're like saying if she was like 17 in like 10 months you know it's it's arguable because mo- in most states that is still legal and it depends i mean it's not right Regardless, even if she's eighteen, it's still weird. See, but even like, but like, even making that distinction. But that's she's like it's two months, bro. Fucking two, like, you really gonna put me in jail over two months? Like, dude, why are you letting it th- get that close? <laughs> like, why are you cutting it that close, my G? If it saves him jail time, I'm sure he does not care. No, I mean, like in his actions, like beforehand, in his actions, like you're cutting it so months. Fucking cool, me. <laughs> Type shit. It's like whoa. Even if like, and so like, I I get the situation like where maybe she told him he was he was eighteen in that moment. He didn't know, but it's still like, bro, you gotta understand putting yourself whenever you are talking to pretty much like fans or like just girls that you're meeting at shows. Show or me some ID. What, bro? Identification. Real shit. Like, and it, I feel like that's not even like that far fetched. Whenever you're like a like celebrity, like you should be taking care of your brand, right? At every moment. And I feel like it's not even that. Like it may be a vibe kill, but it's not like really weird. Like if you into me, let me protect myself. Can I see some identification real quick? It's like that episode. You show me a fake ID. I mean, like don't get me wrong. I feel like I'm not like ID police, so I feel. Like <laughs> but like at the end of the day, like if you show me some identification, I feel like that's not that weird of an interaction. If you were interested in me to begin with. It's not. It's not the big. It's like um, like I was gonna say, uh, Blue Mountain State, the episode where uh, Alex Moran, he just became like the head quarterback of the football team. He's about to go have sex. Yeah. Dad comes up. He's like, "Can I see the condom you're about to put on my quarterback's penis?" <laughs> and then like grabs it and fills it with water, and there's just a bunch of holes in it. Yeah. So the water's just leaking. He's like, "Nah, leave." And he's like, "Oh my, Alex!" Like, "Oh my God!" He's like, "There's a lot of people basically like telling yeah. him there's a lot of people who kind of want to like." Get pregnant with your baby. You're the head quarterback now. Right. And I'm not saying necessarily like that. It was like somebody like going after him. Oh, no. Is like he wasn't even trying to protect himself. No, that's he what I'm was, saying is like you got to at least do that like you check. check the condoms, my friend. Like. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Can I see some ID? And then like this looks fake. I don't know. You got another one? 
I was like, if it, or if it's sketchy, like, nah, I'm good tonight. It's not that important. You should be able to, like, as an adult, you should be able to understand when you are looking and talking to a child. Yeah, I mean, especially if you're his age. You know what you, I mean? If, especially if you're in your 30s. I mean, at any age, it's like whenever you're talking to somebody, like, children are noticeable through their movements, through, through their actions, through their conversations, through their mannerisms. Like, it's just like, bro, you have no experience in the adult world i can tell you know what i mean like like you are in high school right now you know what i mean like it's just like what is going on like there's <laughs> no way they fooled you that much like they were so that's what i'm saying like it's you're either the dumbest person have zero availability to like notice a person's actions which if you're a world-renowned comedian that makes no sense it's literally your job is to be smart and know how to notice people's reactions and actions it's like literally your job to manipulate those things i mean but if he was a pedophile i mean they do say like a lot of people who groom like younger girls and stuff like that they usually are the type of people to be like you're a lot you know you're mature for your age or you're a lot you're a lot smarter than all these other girls you know like they right. play into that and like try to make them feel like they're like right but that's what i'm older. saying but it's like, like you so even in that you case plead, you know if you plead innocence you, then you can't do you can't be saying shit like can be um, you can be pleading innocent also be that guy yeah no but the, i mean he's gonna try that's so that's where in my head like whenever thinking of that though he's yeah probably guilty for sure that's what i'm trying to say it's like he's for sure like mic time but he, who knows money, you know he'll probably get talks. out of it he'll probably get out of money it talks. but his career's dead i don't see him i don't that's see him making true. a comeback at first i was like okay he made that and then you send me that i was like he's done court case it's over. He's not coming back. He's shunned. No one else is going to be, like, welcoming him back. It's going to be, like, even his friends in comedy, maybe. Like, if he made friends in comedy, like, like I can't. Like, seen with you. Sorry. It's no, no hard like, feelings. I'm, sure, I'm not saying, like, his life is over. But, I mean, like, his career is. he should see jail time. Should. He probably won't because, of like, like I said, money talks. But, and it, like. I'm not saying he has the most amount of money, but, like, this whole, like, it didn't make a dent tour kind of tells me he ain't going to dent tour. <laughs> but congratulations. I mean, his career is dead for sure. Yeah, hey, no, 100%. It's crazy. We don't, like, realize how much, like, what the thi- like, I mean, we should realize how much the things we do make a difference, but it, it's weird. You get caught up in the moment. And it's, like, the... The worst part is because he, like you were saying, he is like orator. I think that's, I think that's the word we were looking for. The orator. I don't think so. I think that's it. You said oralist. I said <laughs> I don't know what I said. I said it's definitely not oralist. <laughs> I think it's orator. I think that's I've it. I've heard that before. I, look it up. Look it up real quick. I think it's orator. But he's really good at talking as a comedian. You specialize in being able to like. Use your words, right? Public speaker, especially one who is eloquent, eloquent or skilled. There we go. You're good. You bing, 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 orator. But being an orator, you basically have skills, and it's like you can use them for good or you can use them for bad. Now, extreme example that everyone always says is Hitler. Like, of course, but like it's crazy. We don't place in like words are so important, and yet we don't like put enough emphasis on like how important like yeah our, like mean, what we say is you because know, it's like it's not him being that words, good though, it's like it's not just the words though because it's like you also have to like for so cases 
But for like a person like Hitler, it was just the words. It was mostly the words time because like basically the way that he swayed these wasn't because he was saying all the right things to the people that needed to hear it type shit. Yeah. And then those people created a like a people with their people and they all said like, yo, this man, you got to come here and talk type shit. Not like he was saying anything so outside the box. It was just saying the right thing at the right time. I mean, that's, I think, part of being a good or That's like, I mean, think about a stand-up comedian. That's what it is. And then if you're yeah. dealing with younger girls, it's like, if you're a weirdo, it's like, you know what you're, like, come on. That's where it's like, you did it. Right. You did it. Like, you you were set up. You were saying the right things at the right time to get what you wanted. You know what I mean? Right. But that's what I'm saying is, like, in those situations, it's crazy because it's being someone who's so good at words, you, you is knowing what to say, when to say it. And the craziest thing is a lot of us don't even pay attention to that. Like, think about how better most of your conversations would be if people actually paid attention to, like... Because if you listen to the other person, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You'd have a better, probably, understanding of what to say and when to say it. But if you're not even paying attention, you're just trying to say what you want to say, you're just, like, you're going to say some shit that's, like, more than likely say some shit that doesn't matter in the conversation. Right, but that's also... I don't know, because I feel like we've lost the idea of a conversation. It's not like we don't pay attention to words. It's that we just pay attention to our own so much that other people's words don't exist, so therefore conversation can be. It's like, it's not that we don't, what I'm trying to say is not that we don't pay attention to words, it's just we don't pay attention to the ones that we don't like. In the way that a... Trump supporter knows what they're believing in, know why is they knows why they're doing it, but can't explain because it. it doesn't make sense to you. That's true. It makes sense to their people though. It makes sense to the people that support their beliefs. It makes sense to people that are on the same side as them. But to you, because all of the shit that they they believe in is wrong, it doesn't make any sense to you. You can't even have a conversation with them because the entire time they're gonna be telling you their beliefs, they're this, they're that. The entire time you could like pay attention to them, you could be present in the conversation, but it's not gonna make any sense to you. You're not going to know what to do with that information. You could try to say, like, this or that. You could try to dive into, like, why they feel that way. But at the end of the day, you're not going to, like, if you already don't agree with them, it like, nothing they say morally is going to change your mind. So at the end of the day, it's like, did a conversation exist in that moment? Or did somebody just kind of spit out their, their opinions and their beliefs and somebody else just not agree with it? I think personally, uh, and I mean for sure it's probably the second one of what you just said is like spitting it out and just like wanting to get your opinion off regardless of what the other person thinks. But when I, I think nowadays we've shifted from like it's weird because you know, as close as we are, everyone always says it, as close as we are like on the internet, you know, being so connected to everybody. I think nowadays we've shifted from like like connections between each other like listening to each other and trying to understand like it's more so now we kind of try to get that like sense of connectedness through like art forms you know what i mean like yeah. through like people's art like as in like drawings paintings uh music like even stand up comedy podcasts cuz you want to like that's where you kind of get people you know from those you're getting people's experiences and hearing these people tell these stories rather than you know, hey, let me get to know you. What's your story? I'll hear it from you directly. Instead, you know, now that we do have the internet, I think we were talking about this the uh, not that long ago, but um, just like 
we're getting our stories and getting like our sense of like connect because right. we all want like to feel like we're understood. Oh, we're and understood. The part, yeah. The biggest thing is that through our words, we're so misunderstood. I think that art is really the last lifeline of our free-form expression of who we are, of what we believe in, what we can be, should be, want to be. So difficult to speak on that. So difficult for you to even when someone asks you like, "What is your plan for ten years?" You could be thinking about it every day. Still, at the end, in the back of your mind, be like, "You know, I really don't know." That could change. All the tomorrow. time. So it's like, for that like expression of your plans and your thoughts and yourself to be so misunderstood for yourself, you know, so like, I don't even know. I, I haven't decided yet or like whatever it is. It's so difficult for us to express to others and have them understand us. So like art is one of the last ways is like, even if you don't understand me, you understand this. Like a great example. Well, I'll give a couple examples here. I mean, none of these are going to be like probably like they're not examples in the sense of like these happen, but it's like situations that happen all the time. It's like think of like people who grow up in like low income neighborhoods, right? Mm-hmm. All they have is like one movie, let's say, or like you have a couple movies, so you watch those all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Those kind of help shape like who you are. You know what I mean? Because it's like you have something like uh, let's say it's a Superman movie. You know what I mean? Like you look at the hero. Mm-hmm. In that, when you're your kid, right. you look at that and you're like, that's like when people were saying, like, when Black Panther came out, you know, like a lot of people of color were like, you look at that as a young one, you know what I mean? It's something like, to relate to right. now. It's something like you could feel like you're understood, like mm-hmm. you're capable of accomplishing anything. Or, like, let's say it's a a, a tape of like a musicians, right? Mm-hmm. It's like something, what could lead you to want to be like, you see like the emotion, like you feel that with everything else going on in your life, like, that's the one thing, like, you can relate to because that's right. all you have. And see, and, like, even further than, than that, if it's, like, a classic album or a painting that's been highly not only are you allowing people to understand you through art, but that's timeless. It's, like, it's not just the people around you. It's not just the people that are alive while you are. There's... Albums by Michael Jackson that will be played throughout history. That man is no longer breathing. It's true. I'll there take are it. albums by Marvin Gaye that will play be played throughout history. There are albums by plenty of artists. There are paintings by what's his uh Picasso by fucking uh what's his Michelangelo name? Michelangelo Da Vinci. There's da paintings Vinci, yeah. that are gonna like be known throughout history. There's fucking compositions by Beethoven, fucking Bach and people like that that are going to be known throughout history. It's like those people created a form of art that helped others understand where they come from, who they are, what they are in their soul. Not just to the people that were in their like lifetime, people beyond their lifetime type shit. I'll take it in a different perspective too. It's like when you look at people like Little Uzi too, who uh, he said like he basically saw. Do th- no, when you look at Little Uzi also. <laughs> okay, <Nah>. okay. <laughs> I was like, who the fuck is that? Is this some new person yeah, I haven't little, heard of? Little Uzi too, new guy. No, nah, <laughs> but look, like un- his son or something. Say he saw someone rapping. He got all the girls. He's like, you know, I want the attention too. Started rapping. You know what I mean? It's like you want that feeling of like he has, you know, like people that like giving him attention i want to be have that too you know what i mean it brings you closer to people it's crazy it's like you don't even know why it's like why does 
this music bring me money, fame, women, you know what I mean? It's like, because it's, well, of course, the popularity. It's like the things that come with, like, being popular. But it's like, why are you popular in the first place? Because you're giving people something that they, like, they can feel. Right. And when you make people feel a certain type of way, then you basically have them by the balls. I mean, so to speak, as an example. Right. And and it's not even, like, just like a, it doesn't even have to be, like, a certain feeling. It could just, like I said before, all you have to necessarily do is just enact a reaction of it to be remembered, to be immortalized. Like, we're talking about Hitler today, too. You know what I mean? It's not like he deserves to be talked about, but we have to understand our history so that we don't repeat it. But at the same time, there's people that should be talked about that aren't talked about. You know what I mean? Because maybe they weren't fortunate enough to create art that has them be remembered people that have set the stone for us to be who we are today that we don't even know their names and uh, on that note also i think it's uh like in the art of like storytelling right it doesn't always have to be like some big in-depth you know what i mean like, it could be just something simple like straight to the point like if you ever see like poems that are just like a few words like direct it doesn't always have to be like this big story like you know how people always love lyricism like when they think of rap like old school rap not everything has to be this big drawn out picture you know what i mean right. it could be something simple and i think we've kind of lost like that in a way and like you're saying you know there's some people who get you know like that didn't get the notice right mm -hmm. but i think there's people out there that don't even care about the notice it's just like sometimes those campfire right. stories keep us alive too you know See, i didn't necessarily mean like notoriety and more so meant like credit and not like they needed it, more so that they deserve it and other people That's are getting awesome. it for them. That's true. Because they weren't remembered, because okay. they weren't immortalized. Like, it's like kind of the idea, and it's, it's not ex an exact, like, analogy, but it's kind of the idea of, like I said before, like, it, it, every NBA player in, in the world, every basketball player in the world knows at least a handful of guys that were better than them at basketball. Yeah. So they, they couldn't hold ever, but because of the system, because of fucking – Growing up in a bad neighborhood, getting involved in drugs because of fucking going to jail, because of having kids and all this other stuff, their their dr hoop dreams got put to rest. And the world will never know the legends of basketball through through their eyes. You know what I mean? We only get to see their underlings, the people that notice their game and study their game every day. And we get to see them perform at the highest level. But at the end of the day, these people that kind of set the set the stones for some of these people would never be like, remembered unless those people like recognize them. like uh i still remember i feel like i think it was kareem abdul jabbar said that the best player he ever played basketball with earl the pearl got his last name he was a street baller he never played in the NBA. there was earl the pearl in the nba but i don't think he was the same person because that was earl the pearl monroe talking about a different dude but it was a street baller that from new york the best player you ever played with never got paid a dime to play basketball. It happens like that sometimes. Is so like that's what I'm saying. Is like in in situations where you talk about art, it's like there's people that were inspirations to some of the greatest pe like musicians of all time that we'll never hear their names of. It's not like those people need the credit; it's that they deserve it. Hundred percent. And I think uh, along the way, it's you know. Especially now with technology, like, shooting to, to the heights that it is. I think, you know, of course, you do need, the you know, like, the found people that create the foundation of our society. You know, people like plumbers, 
farmers, freaking like STEM people, science, technology, engineering, like engineers, yeah. civil engineers, mechanics, like those people, you know, they're the backbone of like any community, any society. Every time I hear that, I think of like a politician. This is the backbone, backbone of, of the United of States of America. <laughs> but they are of like any community. You need those people. Like sure they're that. there. They're the handymen. You need them. But I think art takes a like helps you kind of not just escape, but like engulf yourself in like who you are for a moment too. Like kind kind of take a step back and like remember who you are, oh. or like remember what the world can be. It's like you know that comfort show you have, or that. Like maybe a movie you've seen a thousand times, but you watch it every time because it reminds you of a certain time when you were a child. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I always go back to storytelling because even in this, like, a sport, you know what I'm saying? Whether you're on the court, you're on the field, you're kind of creating a story. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're in any entertainment, you know what? You're putting on a show. Right. Regardless, even if you're not. Like, right now, we're putting on a show. Like, any comedian, any podcaster, any musician, in a sense, when you're putting yourself in that art like whenever you're engulfed in it i mean you're not always doing it for entertainment purposes you might be doing it for yourself like for you to kind of like be engulfed in yourself for that moment right but like regardless of that fact you're telling a story even uh one of the biggest examples i love to use is like cooking right it's like if you even like dishes that are made every day you can go to a fast food restaurant right boom uh you think about like a hamburger like a McDouble, right? But you trace back to when the hamburger was first made. You know what I mean? What's the story of, like, who made that? How did it make, get made? Any great chef, like Ram- like Chef Ramsey, right? Mm-hmm. He can tell you kind of the history of a lot of dishes because you need to know, like, how they're used, where they're used, and, like, how to put these things together. And you're telling a story on the plate. You know what I mean? Right. With these ingredients, with these flavors. Like, when you eat it, what do you think of? Right. It's like uh, when you think of, like, a, a like let's say, like, a... a slow roasted like roast beef or something like a stew mm-hmm. you know it's like raining out you, some people you know it's like raining outside it's a cold day like a beef stew you know what i mean comfort food right. spaghetti and meatballs classic but it's like you think of your mom right it's Once like you, think of home you know what i mean that, it's like yeah. you're telling a story almost and it's like you can date back on some of those it's like it's just food but even in the simplest dishes like where did those come from someone made that and it's like in that moment like whoever was like that chef who created that like idea like, that came from somewhere within them. Like, they have a story of, like, when they were a child and, like, growing up, they may have had these dishes and they were like, what can I, you know what I mean? Like, this might be good. Or, like, they had a childhood where it was, like, they ate this shit, this one thing every single day. So that's their favorite ingredient. Let me try it in this. Boom. And then your favorite dish is born. It's crazy to think, like, how all these, like, simple things, like, it's, you think of Kobe, right? Like, what made him great? You know what I mean? Like, there's a story in that. Work ethic. Yeah, his work ethic. But, like, there's a, like, what was the first thing he saw? Like, what made him want a ball? Father playing basketball. But Exactly. I mean, but, but you, Right, I get what you're saying. Like. But, yes, I understand, I agree. And then he brings that to the court. You see him balling, and then now someone else is looking at that, and then it's like, he's, like, he's creating this, like, he's creating this bigger picture right. for everyone who wants to ball now. Of beer, we're here. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's just like I feel like we undervalue like the essence of who we are and the stories that we have to tell, the stories of who we are, and it's like we underplay who we are as people. We underplay the uh, impact that we can have. Like even us just doing this 
podcast it seems so small could be something bigger it may not be it's up to you you know what i mean on that note we gotta come to a close because me and daniel are both gonna be late to work i heard that but yeah don't underplay your impact we all have stories whether or not it you think it's big or not and that could play into something else you know whether whatever your dream may be you may want to be a plumber and that's great too and honestly i commend it so uh remember you're important share your stories with people connect with people bring yourself together all that good stuff love each other wipe your poopy butthole all right, this is us signing <laughs> off. Thank you for tuning Later, in. Later, dudes.